We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir. Yes, no. No? Sir, sir, uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not right now. No, it's not fun anymore. Not even a little bit. Just look at that. He hit the fall. That gets a free steak. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh, yeah. I'm having a blast. Thanks. Good. All right. Welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the podcast where all movies are sports movies. I am your host, Kyle Bandujo, and this is my first episode of 2024, as you remember, uh, last week, Alex and Caroline took the reins. Uh, we are talking an actual sports movie, something that we 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 do less of now. Uh, but but like I said, all movies are sports movies. Um, this is a movie that I did early early in the in the big screen sports run uh, when the show was was really just getting its feet under it uh, many categories ago. So uh, revamping one of my favorites with two of my favorites. It is uh, Caroline Darney and Nicole Auerbach making her return to the show. It's been a while since we've had Nicole on for a full episode. Uh, I think probably since Ted Lasso. But uh, Nicole and I love this movie. Caroline is a first time watcher uh, and a instant instant convert to the uh, the cult of of miracle. Uh, th- this movie rules. So uh, excited to you know to talk this one. Great episode. And and as always, before we get going, I want to shout out. Our Big Screen Sports Patreon group for making this show run, uh, especially our big show producer level patrons. That is Aaron Figueroa, Mike Schubert, Steve Rogers, Kevin Frost, Mike D, Ryan Yeager, Mike Drees, Chris Mike John Craig, Sam Smith, Zach Rich, Class Stadium Fighter, Jason Alva, Stephen Bow, Dan McFall, Kevin Inkleman, Mac Lindsay, Kurt Ritchie, Robert Dove, Andrew Teagle, Jeff Estes, Anthony Scaffone, and Taylor Logan. Big thanks to them and all of our patrons for supporting this show. Uh, we have a live watch in the Big Screen Sports Discord for patrons coming up at the end of the month. So if you want to support the show, if you want to get scheduling info, if you want to vote on movies for the show to cover, this one I, I actually need to say, this one was voted on by the patrons to be re-recorded uh, to, to have another episode on Miracle. So big shout out to them. Uh, great pick. A um, lot, lot coming up for the patrons. Uh, we've got rom-com month coming up in February. We're going to have a live watch patrons to pick a movie there. So if you want to support the show, help us out and, uh, you know, and have a say in what we cover, join the Patreon. And, uh, with that, let's talk to Nicole Auerbach and Caroline Darney. All right. Joining me tonight on big screen sports, uh, returning to the show two two great returners, uh, the great Caroline Darney from bet for the win and from the athletic and NBC sports, Nicole Auerbach. Welcome back. I am so excited. And I 
am honestly, I could not think of a better movie to make my return. So I am beyond pumped to be here. I'm this is one of my favorites. And Caroline, I can't believe you hadn't seen this. I don't know how that happened. Um, it came out in what 2004. This movie is 20, yeah. yes, 20 years old. I don't, I'm having. I'm having a lot of anxiety. About I mean, it's understandable though. It's like a small indie studio, Disney. So you might, yeah. you just might've missed it. And like a very, like a kind of like a moment in history that people didn't know that about. Real niche, real yeah. niche moment. Yeah. I, I thought it was Disney. Anyway, that's good to know. Yeah. Um, no, I have absolutely no idea. I mean, obviously I've seen bits and pieces of like the, um, the big speech. And I obviously know that like, the actual thing that happens. <laughs> um, but I just never seen the whole movie. And now That's, yeah. so weird for someone who is famously never watching movies like every day, <laughs> multiple times a day. <laughs> yes, this is true. But I, I am so excited to hear what it was like to watch this movie for the first time. Cause I don't even remember how old I was. I mean, I saw it. I, I saw it in theaters for sure. So I yeah, guess no, I can I... figure out how age, how old I was, but like, I don't remember watching it for the first time. Cause I've seen it like, 35 times so i don't remember that feeling it yeah. is a breezy two hours 17 yes like breezy i remember yeah looking, I, I would say so yeah, yeah. kyle texts he's always so not thoughtful with these because he knows how my day ends up going where it's like things happen and he's like by the way it's like two and some change so like you know if you have and i <laughs> already started so i was like i'm good i got it. i'm on top of it this time but it's one of those you look at you're like 217 like this is a i got it because I knew the dogs were going to interrupt me a couple times, like all these different things happening. And so I was like, all right, cool. But it goes, at, at one point I was like, oh, they're already at the Olympics. Um, and it's, it's spoiler alert. It's really good. good it movie. is. It is. Before we get into it, let's, Nicole, what do you have going, anything going on in, in college football at all? Um, you know, no, just the, the, the rumored, Nick Saban's going to retire at some point uh, happened this week, two days after a national championship run to cover. So I was actually at the NCAA convention working on things that obviously were immediately scuttled when Nick Saban retires. And then in 48 hours, Alabama has a new head coach and Keelan DeBoer. So here is my, so yes, it's been a long week. It's been tiring. I'm excited to sleep finally. <laughs> um, but here is the thing that I think is going to be a trivia answer someday is that Nick Saban's last game was a loss to Michigan. And then he was replaced by a coach whose last game was a loss to Michigan in back to back. Like, isn't that so weird how that worked out? Like we spent the whole time in Houston talking about if Jim Harbaugh went to the NFL, would Keelan DeBoer go to Michigan? And then yeah. 48 hours later, like the whole world, the, the entire football coaching carousel right now is as rich as i can remember both being i think because but. remember this comes out in three days so by then jim harbaugh and bill belichick could have had a gentleman's duel for who gets the chargers job so that's that's up there too this is true uh i've heard someone was like what if uh pete carroll just goes to washington it would be wild and also Doesn't i think the funniest <laughs> outcome so i kind of hope that that is what happens too. dude i'm a, i am always team if you don't have to move, cause I hate moving <laughs> and I've done it so much in my life, just as like military brat and then being in the Navy. So I've moved so much where I'm like, you should, you'd think I'd be like good at it right now. I'm not terrible. I, I, I also think that like, it was so obviously I for college football, but like the fact that Bill Belichick and Nick Saban both like finished their runs at 
New England and Alabama within the same day, 24 hours is so bizarre because if you think of like American football, like these are the two coaches you think of. Mm. So it's so weird to have them both out and to be thinking that there's going to be new coaches on those sidelines and in those, uh, you, you know, polos and suits and all that stuff. Like that, it's just jarring to think about yeah. how much change there's been in both levels of football. When someone yeah. said, I saw a great tweet that was like, man, between coach K retiring a couple of years ago, yeah. um, Nick Saban retiring and Bill Belichick retiring or getting fired. I guess he didn't retire. Sorry. Um, it's Part- a parting of ways. Yeah. It's a tough time to be a Yankees fan. <laughs> true. True. Um, but also like those are the faces of those sports. Yeah. Oh, 100%, it's, it's, yeah. It's a period of transition, I think for a lot of major sports. So it's been a week, but you know what I will say? there was nothing truly better than getting to rewatch miracle. Like after working <laughs> nonstop for like four and a half months and then just to sit and watch. Cause usually I don't, I don't like reading sports books. Like mm-hmm. it feels like work sometimes documentaries, same thing, but like this movie, I just love it so much. It's like a warm blanket that it was comforting to think about sports in that way. And it's a mark of what a good movie, a good sports movie is, which I know what this, this pod is, entirely about where you know exactly what's happening like you know exactly where the turns in the game are in the movie but you're so nervous I was like beside myself again because I'm just worried they're not gonna win the game you know like I've never been so mad at refs from 40 years ago (laughs) yeah let's let's do you want to dive on in Uh, everyone go go. check out Caroline at for the win and for the water cooler you guys great uh season two opening episode with Spencer Hall Everyone go check it out. Uh, but tonight we are doing Miracle, the 2004 biographical hockey drama. The true story of Herb Brooks, the player turned coach who led the 1980 U.S. Olympic hockey team to victory over the seemingly invincible Soviet squad. Starred Kurt Russell, Patricia Clarkson, and Eddie Cahill. Has an 81% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I think in terms of movies, sports movies based on a true story, this is, I think this is, I don't know if it's the best, but I think it is the the one that makes me feel the best. And it's such a I think this movie is so special because we all know what the Miracle on Ice was. We all grew up hearing about it. Um, But if you look at old clips from that, uh, it's grainy. Grainy footage. The game was tape delayed. It was not live. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Was was ta- it was like back then the NBA finals were tape delayed. And this brings you into this incredible this famous sports event and puts you right in there and does an incredible job of getting the actual sports right, which is like like Nicole said earlier, the crux of this pod was started because movies that did not get the sports right drove me, made me physically ill and movies that did, I just wanted to praise. And this led by, you know, director Gavin O'Connor, who is the fucking goat. It's like sports movies like Ron Shelton. And then it really just might be Gavin O'Connor right behind him. Um, it is incredible. And Caroline, as a first time viewer of this 20 yeah. year old movie, this movie can vote. It can go to war. It can almost drink, <laughs> almost drink. Yeah. Almost drink. Uh, what was I walk me through your, you know, your experience with this movie is setting in on this, this kind of true story, Disney movie that you knew about, like, what were your expectations? Wait, also, um, I have one more question before you start. Yeah. Why do you think you hadn't seen it prior? 
like um, when it came out or even in the years. Do you past. hate America? Is yeah, it because you hate mostly, America? Yeah. And you hate and you hate sports. Yeah. Right? All of the, I was like, ew, gross. Um, feel good. Yeah. I think probably once I missed it when it came out, I'm trying to think 2004 where I was. I just got into flight school. Um, no, that's a lie. I was first year in college. I don't, I promise you, I don't think I went to the movies very much, especially not my like freshman year of college. Cause like, how am I going to get there? I'm going to operate. I don't know. So we weren't allowed cars first year. So I don't know. Um, well, you know, they can drive. They're allowed cars at Virginia tech. Just uh... that doesn't surprise me at all. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't have a single friend. Who had a car or a bus? <laughs> well, this is where I out my sister. Where I tell her that she didn't get her license until she was like nineteen or something. Because we're anyway, it, was, it had to do with we were living in Germany, and when she turned sixteen, she'd have to come back to the states. This to get is the care. world's worst excuse for not seeing a movie, by the way. I know. Well, I mean, to me, like I, I honestly <laughs> also in the not... twenty years that followed, you didn't see it. Well, and as much as I go to the movies now, this was like the opposite back in college. Like, because the anyway, we had a bad theater situation in Charlottesville. Honestly, the place was a dump, and it was like difficult to get to, so it wasn't high on the list of like stuff to do. But I think in the, you know, two decades past, part of it is I know what happens. (laughs) Like, it wasn't like a story that I needed, that I didn't know the answer, the ending to. And so it just never kind of, and I didn't know it was on Disney. So I never saw it. Like, it was one of those things I never saw it pop up anywhere once it started streaming. Anyway, I don't know. It was a huge gap in my sport, definitely sports movie watching, probably just movie movie watching because it was fantastic. Kurt Russell is excellent. Um... And there was a little bit early on where I was like, I'm never going to remember all these guys' names. Um, and that kind of went all the way through. Loved the mustaches. Um, a lot of great hair. A lot so of great outfits. Great hair. Um, they looked they looked like hockey players. Yes. They looked like so hockey players. And they looked that's, like that's the thing. That's why this movie is fucking great. And every single other sports movie should take note because when sports movies do this, they're better. The entire cast was hockey players. Tag from Friends is a hockey player? No, no, he's, he's the, the only one who wasn't. He, he's oh. the only one <laughs> he had, because he had he's a, the goalie. A double. He's the goalie, he so you can make exactly, him not. Exactly, and, and he looked exactly like he needed to look. So yeah. yes. he looked exactly like Jim Craig. But no, I wanted to emphasize this too. And I think like we should just for every single category, because I know it's like good things, bad things, whatever. The fact that they just cast hockey players and then made them act or like some of them like were kind of interested in theater but is the best part of the movie because the way they shot the hockey is the best part of the movie oh it's so mm-hmm. good and yeah. I, so and I, good. Know, I know we're gonna get into this so i won't steal the thunder but al and al michaels that having the commentary throughout that you just yes. felt like you were watching actual hockey games as opposed to yeah. these stylized but it was shot so incredibly yeah um and it just yeah. ratcheted up the action. Cause that's one of the things and we've talked about it, even doing like Ted Lasso episodes where you're like, you know, I thought they got better over the course of the seasons at depicting the actual soccer play on the pitch. But this was like, they got the sports part of it so well done that you actually felt like you were watching these games in real time. Like it, it was awesome. And I also think, and I, I stress this with movies that do choose to cast actual athletes uh, in in parts like this 
is that they also that carries over to the off the field stuff. These guys yeah. like there is something about being a hockey player. Like if I was an actor, but I never played hockey and I'm just trying to do that. There are things that that hockey players do. And there's that just that vibe and the way they carry themselves, the way they interact with their teammates that would not be there. It's it's movies like like Caroline, everybody wants some. A lot of those guys were actual baseball players. That comes through. Um, Hustle with Adam Sandler, where they, you know, they cast NBA players and they have real basketball players playing, not just playing themselves. That stuff is so important because that is stuff like, yes, a great actor can could learn that. Leo DiCaprio could could have, you know, at age like 25 or whatever, probably could have figured out how to be a believable hockey player. But these guys just it's like God-given talent basically when they're acting. They don't have to pretend to be hockey players and they, that stuff comes through. These guys feel like a real team. They yeah. obviously are hockey players and talented and that again the the way Gavin O'Connor does action it if you if you watch Warrior his MMA movie if you watch The Way Back the basketball movie he did with Affleck like he's serious about this and making it making it look good it's i mean probably some of the best sports action like getting mm -hmm. into the actual game cuz think about most sports movies it's about like okay let's pop in for this dramatic moment and stuff like that it doesn't often feel like you're watching a game this yeah. feels like you are watching a game you are at this game it, it's a i mean it's an absolute masterclass for me it's a hall of fame movie yeah yeah five times yep. over i yeah. um i i think that i was reading up so i i've seen this movie probably 35 times and i begged you two to reschedule the recording of this podcast so i could be on it and so i watched it again and then i of course went down the rabbit holes like i always do about okay how many saves did jim craig have in that game 36 like holy crap like insane but then i was reading some oral histories and i was reading some other things about how they shot the game and the amount of film that they watched to make sure the plays were as accurate as they were in an actual game first of all that's a luxury right you had something that was on tape so you can replicate but that you have to do it over and over again so every single person in that shot is is showing how that, that play developed is really hard. So again, great that they were really hockey players, including basically the extras who played the Russian team and the other teams that they played. But like that level of detail is what makes this movie so incredible because then, yes, you can put the Al Michaels call over the whole game and the moments from the whole game that you show because yeah. every single play is correct. And I think that like we're all diehard sports fans. We work in sports. That stuff like really sticks out to us. But I think even if I'm just a fan and I don't care about sports, I want to know that like, that's how those plays develop. That's how those goals played and yeah. how and why, you know, with the injuries and all the different things. Like, I want to know that that stuff is, is true to how it was because this is a made for TV moment. You don't need to mess with any of that. And they didn't. Yeah. The, one, the, yeah. the goal right before what the end of the first, First quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Johnson. When, when, when Johnson yeah. hops off the bench. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I get chills every time, every time. Yeah. We'll, we'll dive in. There's yeah. a perfect, really a perfect segue to the trivia and that Al Michaels came in and re-recorded his, all of his stuff, all of Did his he? commentary, but they left the, do you believe in miracles? Because Michael said he couldn't, he couldn't recreate the emotion of the, of that moment but yeah he it's came perfect. in record you know re-record everything i don't know if ken dryden did or if they just used that but they definitely got al michaels like that again 
just like just like you were saying, Nicole, it's incredible that like they were so diligent to make sure that everything was accurate so they could line that up. Because again, it's like that's part of it. That call, it's the most one of the most famous calls in, in sports history. Yeah. Um, the film, again, this from the trivia, film is considered to be one of the most accurate depictions of true events, including dialogue. According to the actual 1980 U.S. team, the only inaccuracies in the film include Herb Brooks attending a Christmas party with the players and giving them nicknames. They also said that Brooks's language had to be toned down immensely <laughs> to maintain the film's PG rating. I believe I believe that. Uh, I actually thought about that with the Christmas party because obviously we're all Ted Lasso people. So I was thinking immediately of the Christmas episode of Ted Lasso which Ted also does not attend, by the way. That was that was everyone else. But it did not feel at all like something Herb Brooks would do, especially because no. his whole bit was trying to get them all to unite to hate him, that they would that he would ever do that. Yeah. Where do you guys think they got the whip? I was, Jacqueline and I were thinking about this when they, because it's not like you can go on Am- Amazon in 1980 and get bullwhip. And it's I'm like- I'm sure. Don't you think that they were somewhere near like a hunting type, like, I don't know, I'm just saying, like outdoorsy type. I don't know, where you just have like a yeah, bunch of miscellaneous type. They're in item. Minnesota, so. They called Harrison Ford, and they were like, bruh, do you have your whip still from Indiana Jones? I feel like I there, were probably some, there were probably some gag gifts related from the boys to each other where they might have found themselves at a shop that might have some gag gifts <laughs> like that. That's what I will also suggest. That that makes sense. Uh I'll kind of th- this one we we talked about uh, the you know the the guys chosen to portray the members of the hockey team were chosen primarily for their hockey skills. Uh, in fact, for most of them, it was their first major film. Over four thousand guys tried out. The only player of the team who was a more genuine actor was Eddie Cahill, uh, that, you know that, that we talked about. Um, in real life, the Herbies after the Norway game. So that's what we're calling the the drill the the the. Uh, the again. intense cardio again 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 uh did not end this is unfortunate did not end with mike ruzioni saying he played for the united states of america instead they ended with mark johnson's frustration of having to do the herbies where he smashed his stick against the glass i am gonna pretend that you never told me that and that it really, that that was true to the movie well i will say when it, i was watching the movie this time i was like how is he wanting this to end? Cause he can't just assume that someone's going to do this. Like he's just like doing it, looking for a sign. Um, so I just, I thought that was interesting. Um, this is my most knowingly wrong feeling. And Cause I know it's unbelievably wrong and that hockey is unbelievably physical when it comes to like the cardio side of things. But I'm like, how could it be? You're on skates. Like that's every single time I'm always like, so it's much like fun, but I know so that it's harder. Hard. Yeah, like it's very difficult, and yet I always still watch it and be like, "It can't be that bad." You've got skates. Like I always, I don't know, it's just how my brain works. Do you want you want to hear how, how dumb my brain is, or where my brain was going <laughs> as they were showing like this montage and all these clips about like how they're getting better, like they're getting stronger and faster and better conditioned? I'm like waiting for them to see like I'm like, oh, do their faces look any different? Like, are we seeing anything from like the beginning to end? But no, because they're actors. But like, I was like, oh, like if this were in real life, like their bodies would be like totally different. But no, they were already hockey players. And then they were like already in shape. And then they did that. And so they looked exactly the same. But I kept being like waiting for like a little bit more chiseled cheek lines. (laughs) Nicole wanted the montage for Mulan where they're like, let's get down. (laughs) I did i 100 which great song by the way that song gonna, slaps that's a that's so a top Mulan five is an top underrated yeah well it's an underrated soundtrack we'll just stay there we'll, hey we'll go when we do when we do anime 
for we do animated <laughs> movies may that might might be on there oh that's pretty um, good still Anime. yeah still still workshopping that <laughs> um my better than the Justin michael mantenuto Michael Mantenuto got in a fight with another player who picked on him and the other guys on the ice during tryouts. He apologized to Gavin O'Connor afterwards, to which Gavin responded, no, that was good. Michael ended up winning the part of Jack O'Callaghan, the defenseman dubbed, quote, the first one to drop his gloves. I enjoyed that. Scrap it, scrap it in tryouts. I love OC. Love OC. One of the, okay, so we're, I guess we'll probably go through all the moments that like made Caroline cry. Like, the <laughs> moments, the moments that, again, the 30, 35th time that I watched this, that was one when he get finds out that he's keep he's keeping them on the roster the and he best. puts the crutches up. Oh, I can't stop the tears. The tears come. The tears. The, come. the, the new segment it, idea, Kyle, the, uh, did Caroline cry? The did Caroline cry moment. The we DCC. Might have to <laughs> yeah, and then you have to figure out whether or not I cried. And at what point was the first time I cried? <laughs> that would actually be fun. Cause I'm pretty sure I'd be good at that. Um, <laughs> let's take a quick ad break and then we'll get back with what worked. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, uh, Nicole, you've seen this movie 35 times. What, what worked about it? Why do you keep coming back to this movie? What brings you back? Okay, uh, we already talked about this, but it is the way that they shot the hockey, uh, the speed, the hits, the urgency of it. It feels like you're watching a hockey game that is meaningful. Um, I think that it was, it nails so many things about that time period. The clothes obviously are incredible. The technology. I love the scenes where you're watching film through her Brooks's uh, glasses. Like all of that just totally works. And then- it's one of the all-time great coaching speeches. Like, I, I can't wait to to get to that because um, I want to ask you guys where it ranks among the others. But it's like, there's some cheesiness, sure, in this movie. Absolutely. It's a Disney movie. But everything her Brooks says to get them fired up to play the Soviet Union, it, like, it's seared in my brain. It's just an iconic moment. It captures a real-life event as, as well as it, like the real life event did. And those are just really high degree of difficulty things. So, you know, we're going to talk about the different actors we love, the different moments we love, but those are the things that make me keep coming back to it because they're just perfect. And I, I think it's a perfect movie. Like, I, I don't think there's a scene I would cut. I yeah. don't think I would change dialogue. 
Um, the, the, the Herbie's scene is like your stomachs in knots every single time you watch it. Rizzioni, like the perfect captain arc. Like there's, there's nothing I would change. I know again, it's based on a real story, but I just think they do such a great job of capturing all of that and the dialogue and everything. They pick the right moments to be silent. They pick the right moments to follow the right characters. I just, it's just a perfect movie in my mind. And I, have no complaints. So it's all of those things to me. Yeah. And it starts at the top with the casting and the Kurt Russell performance. Um, again, picked a real life athlete to be a real life professional athlete to be this coach. And that stuff comes through and he, he is, he's at like, he's so good. Um, and also the, the Minnesota accents, all the, the Northern oh, accents. Oh, I did. So I wrote good. the accents. The accents Accent are work it is incredible. Perfect. So but all of, all of the Boston accents and you and got the Minnesota, Minnesota and then Wisconsin. Yeah. The you want me to take your test? I'll take your test. What the hell? You understand what I'm talking about? I'll tell you what I don't understand. I don't understand you. Nobody on this team understands you and your ridiculous sayings and your drills and those stupid psychology tests you had everybody take. Everybody? Why? So that's what this is about. Because I didn't take your test? Fine, you want me to take your test? I'll take your test. Is that what you want? No. I want to see that kid in the net who wouldn't take the test. I want all of the long vowels possible. The way that Kirk Russell says do it, like, is just perfect. Like, everything. Like, all of it. That, But those are, like, the little details, right? Like, that's where you feel like they're real hockey players. They're really from the places that they're playing that they're from. And actually a lot of them are right. Like you look at the bios yeah. of the actual actors, like they're from areas by that, the actor they play. When OC gets mad at Cox, uh, when they're, they're all taking the tests after the tryouts and stuff. And he's, he's telling everybody about like the McClanahan cheap shot and stuff like just deeply, deeply Boston. Yeah. Yeah. I like the, um, so on top of just everything you said about the actual hockey play is the amount of time, like we kind of talked about, but the amount of time that we sit with the game against the U.S., against the Soviets, like mm-hmm. it is the focal point. It is what we are here to see. We get hockey action elsewhere where we see mistakes that they made or things that they did well. I like, honestly, I really liked the comeback through line that they were behind in every game and like realistically as a sports fan you'd be like you idiots like stop getting behind or whatever but that through line including in the final like that was one that also made me be like yep. they were behind again because imagine 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 they pulled this off and then lost to finland oh so the drama. so like, the i was literally like i think because of this movie it the memory of what happened in the game and how the game was won, I think is like way more part of pop culture. Mm-hmm. And I was literally talking to a Michigan fan who was talking about how, so they went to the Rose bowl. They didn't go to the champion. And I was telling them like, it wasn't as emotional in Houston because it was about beating Alabama and the sec and winning the Rose bowl, the iconic venue. And they straight up said to me, yeah, it's like Finland. And like, I just don't, I don't think that that would be as much of the cultural lexicon without this movie in like our formative years. Right. Cause this came out when I was 15. And I think that this was a huge part of that. And like, I don't think I knew before watching this movie that that wasn't the gold medal match. I don't think yeah, I did oh, the gold medal round. Like, it was I, 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 game. I didn't, I didn't know that. It's essentially the 2004 
Red Sox Yankees. That's exactly what I was thinking. Championship series, because that was arguably the worst world series ever. Like, I mean, as a Boston I can't player, tell you right now who who they beat. Colorado. They beat? It was the, yeah, that was the Cardinals. Cardinals. See, that's oh, what I mean. See, I like, yeah, that I mean, it didn't matter. It, it didn't, didn't matter. matter. It did not matter to not only to beat the Yankees, but to come back three nothing. Like that was the World Series. Like that was the emotional high because we sat and it was a four nothing sweep of the Cards. Like that, I could not tell you a single it, it, thing about the World Series itself. Like they won it on the road. This is like the beginning of all of that. Where like I think that it's a cultural touchstone where mm-hmm. you compare it to this, and I think like that narration at the end, not even really seeing the game. Like that was just such a smart choice of underscoring exactly how it felt in the moment. Um, yeah. And I remember talking to my parents after this movie came out about like when they watched it and how they consumed it. And like, it was the same thing about how it was just such a non event event to actually win it all because they'd already done the hard thing. And I think the movie captures all of that really well. One of the small things that I loved so much that really works is when there's a minute left in the, in the game and the Soviets are refusing to pull their goalie and they don't know what to do. And they just show the actor playing the Soviet coach, like fiddling with like his must, his like um, his eyebrow, which is like sticking out, which is very like man in that time. Right. Like his eyebrow is just like super like pointy and he's just like <laughs> fiddling with it. And I'm like, that's just such a perfect example of showing that he didn't know what to do and he was freaking out. But in such a like an older man composed like Soviet Union way. No I one has ever clock. looked more Soviet Union than that actor. <laughs> he like, was great. Lo- it looks like he has like the sickle or whatever, just like tattooed on his <laughs> chest, like incredibly he was Soviet. so good. I uh, in the same vein, the glances up at the clock. I loved they were perfectly yeah. utilized. And that was one of the things that like, I mean, we've been covering sports for so long, but we're still like win places and i'm we've nicole and i have both covered our team won a big championship in the last five years hers oh more. cool cool you guys with <laughs> i will tell you all about it but that feeling of like you it just brings back all this stuff where you're like you're sitting there you're looking up and you're like can this actually happen like is this actually going to happen and obviously it depends on like how close things are at the end but it was that moment where it when it hit zero and you're just kind of like i cannot believe that I got to witness this, like that this is a thing that has happened in my lifetime. And that's the stuff that as much as you've seen, I always, I always say this, like, why do we keep watching sports? And it's because of games like this It's because of games that were like immortalized by this movie. This is so cheesy. I'm getting on the, on the, on the, I didn't even plan on doing this, but it's just something that like you eventually for the most part will forget the brutal games. Like you forget the random losses or even just the random wins, but the stuff that sticks with you is those big moments, those, those like emotional moments, whether it's, I could still remember watching the four by 100 freestyle relay in the 2008 meant like Olympics yep. where Michael felt Jason Lezak closed that out. Yep. They beat the French team. that was talking so much shit, I'm like relax dudes. And I can almost do the entire like, broadcast call of that last stretch but lee zach is closing like it's just it's one of those things that i will remember where i am i put it on i'll put it up on youtube every once in a while and like watch it. and it's the same thing like do you believe in miracles it's when i got to watch i was at the purdue uva game when like they made that miracle pass and like tied things up and won it in overtime like i will always remember that stuff and that's the stuff that's, that's why these movies work so well like that's 
uh, that works. It's, it, <laughs> it's like when UMBC beat Virginia. <laughs> like to be I know. quite honest, I, mean, it like, I know you were on the other side, but like that's why you watch those games in yeah. case a sixteen beats a one, right? Yeah. So it's like that's why you play it out, and and like you don't just determine and you don't just advance teams, and like. I think that they did such a great job of capturing what that felt like to your point about the clock. Like, again, I've seen this a million times and I'm like stressed when it's like nine minutes to go still. And like, I actually think it's depends in, in your own experience as a sports fan, but it almost is more stressful to have a lead yeah. late in that situation than it is to like score a last minute goal or do something else when you're not leading because the pressure to hold the lead is so intense. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't know. My teams don't win, but... Um... <laughs> I would say I'm not a huge hockey person. I, I like hockey, sorry. Usually by the time that stuff that I was watching in the spring, college baseball lacrosse was ramping down, they were in the postseason play. And usually I was living in D.C., like the caps were out. And so when they won, was that 2018? Uh, um, something like that, yeah. Somewhere in there. I had a chance to go, like, friends had tickets, like, all these different things, and I was able to go, I really got into that. People were like, oh, it's, man. Like, it's I had so fun live. Like, so it fun. is the best sport. Yeah, hockey is the, the the juxtaposition of how it is to watch live versus how it is to watch TV. That It's a big gulf, unless you're well, a huge it's, it's so stressful. And to your point, Nicole, a one-goal lead in hockey feels so tenuous, and a one-goal deficit feels like you can never, ever make it up. Like it is the weirdest vibe sport where it's, it's similar, I guess in some ways, like watching postseason, especially like I love college baseball postseason. Like it feels like that where like, if you're, if you're holding the lean, you know, that the next dude's going to hit a bomb over left. Right. You just, like, you just immediately <laughs> assume the worst. You're like, oh, this is the worst. And I, think, I think because hockey is so fast too, like it's yeah. different than watching soccer where obviously like oh, a one nothing yes. game is a likely outcome, whatever. It's just like, it happens so much faster in hockey. I covered college hockey for a year at Michigan. So I, it was a CCHA and I went to all these great games and venues. I actually went to Alaska. They played at Alaska Fairbanks. Like it was amazing. And it was such a blast to cover. And then I did co follow college hockey a little bit. I watched like the frozen four, but it is hard to watch on TV. It's not the same. And it's such a cool, and this is why, like, I love just again, with my own experiences, thinking about like a bunch of 20 and 21 year olds on this yeah. team, because like it is in Boston, it's a huge, huge deal. Minnesota, a huge, deal. like the fact that Minnesota Duluth is like always in the final four, like it's a huge yeah. deal. And it's like those, those arenas shake, like everyone's really smart and they know all the right cheers for like when you're on the power play or when you're defending, like a penalty kill, like, it's just, it's, it's so it, like, I just think that's why I think the way that they shot this movie is such a achievement because it didn't feel like you were watching hockey on TV where you're just kind of like zoomed out looking at above. And it's kind of like you could take it or leave it. You felt the urgency as if you were there, which yeah. is really hard to do with a sport that is way better there in person. Yeah. Yeah. And everything you guys are talking about all how tense you feel and how, you know, when, when they're, they're counting down and they're looking at the clock and stuff like that. And, and how just in the moment you feel the, the biggest success of this movie, I think is how earned that feels because you come into the movie already knowing that you're going to have this big game and things like that. But where a lot of sports movies fall flat 
is that you don't get enough buy-in to the team that that yeah. last game really feels like you're living and dying with that team. And they feel like that team that you're really, you're really rooting for, for a lot of sports movies, it's kind of like, eh, you know, whatever, we obviously want them to win, but with this, you have been through so much with them and you have, they have done a good job of spreading the ball around with the characters to where you feel attached to a lot of these different guys and you're dialed into even, you know, Herb's story of getting cut from that team and this being so important to him and things like that. And so it's such an earned victory at the end, both figuratively and metaphorically like it, it it's it's given us everything that we need and another thing that underdog story movies have trouble doing sometimes is explaining why our underdog team should win it's just like oh they've been playing together for a while and they believe in themselves and it's like no herb from the first time we see him meeting with the olympic committee he has a plan he has a way that this is how we need to train you know all-star teams fail because they rely on the individual's talent we need to train our teams differently and this is that plan putting in motion and dryden i think makes in when he's calling the game says something about i've never seen a team stick with the soviets like be able to skate with them that's put into play right at the beginning when he starts making them do the herbies of you guys are going to be the best conditioned team Everything in this movie is earned and it's all thought about really well. And it, it all comes to fruition perfectly with this moment that like, you know, is going to happen. And it's still every time in the movie when the puck kicks away and think about you've seen the replay of the I have chills. You just saying this, like, why yeah. do I have chills when you just are talking about something <laughs> well, that think, I already have seen it. a million times? You've seen the replay from when it really happens and the camera's up high, it's dark. The ice looks like weirdly blue in some areas. And it's like, do you believe in miracles? When it happens here, the camera is on the ice. The puck kicks away towards it. And Michael says it. And the, and the buzzer goes off. It's like, I just gave myself chills. It's everything is earned. And they take this moment that, you know, you know, it's coming and, and knock it out of the park. And that's, I mean, Gavin O'Connor should direct every single sports movie from here on out. I, th- I think, I think it was, it was, it was incredibly, incredibly well done. So I've already said, like, I think it's a perfect movie. Is there anything you guys would change? Like I, I would not change anything. So this isn't, this isn't a, what I would change. I did have some things that didn't work. Like wouldn't done work with the movie or is bad or anything. When, <laughs> When Patty comes in talking to Herb about picking up the kids and he says the, I don't know, you'll figure it out. I was like, oh my God. Like as a, as a, as a, as a husband of a wife, I was like, dude, you are fucked. Like that is, that is the As a father of children. Yeah. As a father of daughter. Father of a daughter. That is the brother. You turn that projector off and start begging. I have, I have a question about that scene though. I was watching it with Jeff and we had, he had an interesting thought. Okay. When she gets mad at him for taking this job, isn't that the conversation you should have had when he was interviewing for the job? Yeah. <laughs> I was, I, like, I, like, I get the argument of like not picking up the kid, but like the stuff she was saying about like, you're projecting all of this about your getting cut off this team. That's a that's a conversation that happens before you go and you interview and you say you know you think they're not going to hire you whatever that's like weeks prior yeah there were it a couple is. times where I was like did they communicate about this at all I did like her line of like um 
so whatever it was that she said but she was like whatever it is don't act like i don't care like don't pretend like i don't yeah. care. and i was like that's a good because there was just a few times where i was like this is a weird interaction because yeah like she part of me was like get out of the room ladies trying to <laughs> prepare for the russians <laughs> like, i i think also like, like also like didn't she know who she married isn't didn't she know that this would be like how he would operate like a but watching that's... film and that's what I'm thinking, though. She's already been a coach's wife, so they already have this kind of down for his job coaching Minnesota. So I don't think she comes in there and is like, which one are you picking up? If he hasn't before been like, oh, I'll grab I'll grab such and such kid from whatever because it's my college hockey job. Like, this is clearly a different animal for him. That's fair. But that's, that's a conversation that they needed to have months before. Yeah. Well, the thing that kind of stood out to me because I didn't know what anyone or she thought the process was was this idea that like she thought it was way too early i thought it was way too late because it was what june or july and they're she's like it's june it's not the games aren't until february and i was like uh we gotta be i feel like we're behind like i think that was the big like disconnect was caroline was there. all in immediately like well, why are we doing more <laughs> are there not, not 24 out hours already like we should have started training for already. these games in 1970 what are I we know. doing I was like, what do you Damn mean here in February? It's already but, but like we're way behind. But she's obviously an incredible actress. And I think those scenes like really resonate. I just like watching them back was like, this feels like something you should have had a conversation about or decided prior. Cause she did seem excited when he got the job. And obviously like there's a little bit of mixed feelings about what it would mean, but it's also coaching the U S Olympic team. Like, I don't know. I, I, I was a little bit all over the place on that. She did. Um, those lonely island videos didn't she yeah she was in mother lover <laughs> just... i'm sorry i when she walked in that's all i could think <laughs> she's been in like a million things incredible she's an incredible actress and she's very funny and she walked in i was like oh my god yes <laughs> she is also patricia clarkson is also uh she's tammy tammy one in parks and rec yes she's once, Ron yes Swanson's, yes so good is, in that role which is just excellent so um Nicole, did you have anything that didn't work or did you change? So the only thing that I wrote um, watching back was, and again, it's a Disney movie, but the idea of when they bring Timmy back to the team, that all it really takes is like a short player-led meeting and all they have to say is like, no, you can't bring him on the team because we're a family. Like, I know that coaches and players use that term. Like, it is how it feels. I get all of that. It just was way cheesier than I remembered. Like, the delivery, the scene, how quickly it was resolved, all of that. Um, but, I, you know, I could have I spent another 45 minutes with them during the team bonding. Uh, I know there was, like, a scene where it got cut where they were, like, out at a bar and the players were, like, being goofy. Like, I could have watched all of that. Like, I, I really think um all that oh oh one other thing that didn't work um i wrote this down in all caps no player availability during the olympics is bullshit like the fact that <laughs> they did here comes not, the reporter some, yeah yeah so first of all there was a moment where herb just like brushes past the reporters um because o'callahan is injured i get it but like it's your job you're supposed to answer questions um because that was when they played the soviets right before the olympics so i was like all right mental note 
uh, not media friendly. But then, okay, so you're on this incredible story and this group of college kids are going through the Olympics. They win. They're going to the medal round. And I'm sorry, none of them have been available to speak to the reporters at all the entire time. Like I've covered, covered two Olympics. I've covered swimming. Everyone stops. You go through a mix zone on the way out. You talk to everyone who competes. And they could decline to talk, but like everyone comes through that period and you are able to talk to them. And if this is the most incredible story in the world, the fact that you wouldn't have been able to get to talk to the players is just like, that sucks. And so needs to be said, I understand the movie and I understand how they were operating at the time and distractions, blah, blah, blah. But sports reporter Nicole is out here and saying that is bullshit. They should have allowed the players talk crap he didn't even show up to the uh to the press conference before the soviet game the press only got assistant coach craig that's all they got well and that was his that was to make the point that that it wasn't about him yeah Yeah. let the players talk you captains they're adults like this is how i feel about college kids when people are like oh they're not gonna let players talk or whatever or no No freshman i'm like come (laughs) on like again they're able to vote like they're able to do all these other things they do interviews in high school I remember that was the big deal during the Manziel freshman year. Yeah, he During the Manziel freshman year, it was like the no freshman. And then finally it got to a point where someone was like, I can't not let people well, and talk. So Dabo, Dabo has a policy with Clemson that the second a freshman plays, they do media. And I'm like, what's wrong with that? What is the problem yeah. with that? So that is just like way inside baseball. But I needed to have it be said <laughs> because if this was as great a story as we know it was, People would have loved to hear and learn a little bit more about the players. Part of the reason Jim Craig had to be cast the way that he was, was because of the storyline about his mother passing. That's because that was probably like the only story people got to know during the Olympics. Okay. Like, come on more media access, please. All the dad stuff in the stands made me cry too. When his dad was looking for him and stuff. Yeah. He was very good with the the way to go. The way to go, Jimmy. Um, The, uh, this is the last thing that, again, this isn't something about this movie that doesn't work, but it's something that, so when I, when I saw this, like I went with my travel baseball team and every youth sports team saw this movie, every high school coach, every travel ball coach, whatever. And they didn't take the lesson from this movie that the way to be a more successful team is to, you know, get rid of the individuality, become a, you know, bond as a team work in unison they took the message as if we run the shit out of these kids, they're going to win. That Herbie scene is what every single coach was just suddenly like, Oh, you guys did one thing. You're, you're running sprints until you throw up like that, that, that created a lot of problems after the fact Uh, that between that and uh, remember the Titans Denzel saying water is for cowards. You know, water's getting blood <laughs> off the uniform. That, that coaches back decades. <laughs> yeah, that that, okay. that that said that said kids. Can I ask the question that I wanted to ask earlier about the scene, the pregame speech? Yes. To me, the ones obviously you'll remember forever. The night you played the Titans is right up there. Um, and that's good because it's in a it's on a whim. It's in like a sideline meeting, and a timeout. Those two are like there for me. I also, I love little giants so much. So the idea at the one time, like just got to do it one time. What other, what other like pregame mid game halftime speech? Like what are in that, that category for you guys? It's this and Pacino's inches speech from any given Sunday. 
<laughs> I could Kool-Aid man through a brick wall after hearing That's that. A good one it too. is it is incredible. Well, all the thing I can think of is the Independence Day president's speech. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not the same thing. Or that is not. That is not. Or Idris Elba, same idea, Pacific Rim. <laughs> we are Caroline, do you watch apocalypse. sports? Do you like that sports? Is- you watch that is the movies? most Caroline thing. Uh, I like sports. I love sports movies. I mean, you guys have said all the good ones. Um, I'm trying to think. Great moments are born from great opportunity. Yeah. I mean, that That's gets us in the, in the best scene. But yeah. Yeah. When I think about sports movie speeches, it's that one in, in Pacino. Um, so best scene for this one is incredibly difficult because there so are hard. so okay. many scenes I love dearly. Okay. You know what so sneaky wait, might be the from, funniest moment hear- of the movie is the intro credits uh, when they're showing how bad everything is in the world. It's a clip of Nixon saying that we're not invading Cambodia. And then right after that, they cut to a newspaper article of like U.S. bombs Cambodia. <laughs> <And> it's just <laughs> like it's a real unintentional, terrible comedy moment. Um. Probably in yeah, definitely intentional. Um, I want to hear Caroline one time through, one time watching this movie. What was your favorite yeah. scene? Um, I go in no order. The ones that stand out are the Herbies, especially like I knew what they were trying to get to over the course of the "Who do you play for?" thing. Like I knew mm-hmm. where we were going with that, but even still, like having it pay off totally worked for me. Michael Ruzioni. Went through Massachusetts. Who do you play for? Play for the United States of America. That's all, gentlemen. Um. I love obviously the pregame speech and I love the entire, I, I don't know how you break down the final game. Um, the, That's the last, yeah, I think it's just the game. Um, and then I think that for me is the best scene. Cause it's that, I mean, that's it. It is what it is. Like it's, and then I actually really, really love the metal ceremony part. Like I love, a yeah, the celebration. Yeah. I, that's the stuff where I'm like free crying, like other stuff tears me up and stuff, but that's where I'm like, they did it. Those boys. Did it. Like, <laughs> those Before the Herbie scene, for. when they're playing Sweden or wherever they're playing. And when they're pointing out the girls out in the crowd, yeah. the, he's just like the murder in Kurt Russell's oh, eyes. <laughs> so good. So, so for me, it's the Herbie scene. Like it's, I, I would say it's close, but it's not because like uh, that scene gets me every single time. I like my, my stomach is in knots every single time. I know what's coming. I know it's going to be cheesy. I know it's made up. Like I, I get all of that. The lights but, out on him. Oh, <laughs> it There's kills like me the, the whole like, time. Gotta go. The dude's gotta, gotta go. And they all think they're going to, and they think they're going to go. And like, it's, so that is to me, um, who do you play for? Like that's, uh, it's always been my favorite part of the whole movie. I love Mike Rizzioni. Um, the actor who plays him, like all of that is just perfect for me. Um, but a couple of things that I did write down rewatching before we did this pod was 
when he lets the fight go between the Minnesota and the Boston guys. And then he has like the funniest line in the whole thing. Like looks like a couple of monkeys trying to hump a football to me. And then they cut to Craig and he's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it's so funny. And I was like, I was cracking up. But so like all of the team building things are are great to me, um, but nothing will ever top the Herbie scene. Like, and, and the things that he says, during that scene about how like they were never going to beat anyone because of their talent and they need to be a team and this cannot be a team of common men and like all of the like all of those little like one-liners are great too so well i want to shout out assistant coach craig who play the music kyle was in x-files he's one of three people in this movie that i saw that i was like they were in x-files he Um, did you watch the americans Yes. No, it's on okay. the list. That's how I think of him. I think no, Noah stand. Emmerich is just a great character actor. Um, yes. Like Caroline, he's in season one of The Walking Dead. If you remember, he's he a doctor. He's a doctor at the end. He's in uh, Spy right. on Netflix. He's just like a great character actor. He, he's, yeah. he's also he's in great. just like a lot of Russian related things. Yes. <laughs> Cold War related things. He's Scully's brother in X-Files. Uh, he's fantastic in this. In, in the Herbie scene, I think particularly. Yep. Because you have that contention between the two of them and the slight, I won't say power struggle, but like he doesn't want to keep doing it. He thinks that it's too far. And without saying anything or making it over dramatic, the way that that scene was like, done i thought was perfect um mm-hmm. it's funny that the speech he says great moments are made from great opportunity this movie is full of great moments and things mm-hmm. i look forward to every time i rewatch it like the what you mentioned nicole the the fight between oc and mcclanahan um the ralph cox i don't like look forward to this but that scene of him getting cut is so brutal um God, that kills you know, me every so, time yeah it, it's that? yeah it's it's I mean, it's it's full of these great things. And then the entire game is full of, you could parse it into the first period. The second period, they don't do as much. And then the third period, obviously, when they win. Yeah. Um, incredible. It's hard. I like, if we're talking best scene, if I could pick the whole first period of the game, I I love the, the first period of, of the Soviet game. Um, although, like, the first game they play in the Olympics, when they do that last, they pull Jim they pull Jim and they score the, the last time or, or they, they score there at the end. Like that's a lot of fun so, too. So, so we, we had to, um, we replayed it by the way, Truman show as well. Um, we're thinking about, Oh, um, he's so, not, oh, I also so good. So good. more like day to day than I ever anticipated. I had never watched it until like a month ago. So Love that it. was an interesting experience. There's but one stoplight in Charlottesville that every time I'm like, why is this turning red? Is and you're like, I am I, yeah. Are you in? Yes. Yeah. Um, so the we we watched and then rewinded because there's a moment at the end of that first the first uh game where he turns to Craig and says like thank you I didn't even see that. And we we're like what is he referring to? Cuz I always thought it was like he subs in and that's um and that's on Kurt Russell. So he is telling Baker that there's space on the right side and he's telling him I can't I don't know still if it's like to to scoot the puck all the way around it or just to stay in that area. Cause both things he does that set up that goal, but that's what her Brooks is saying to him. He's saying like, I didn't even see that. And he like is applauding him. I've never caught that before, but like this, the this little rewatch things, was the first time I caught that too. Right. And I was like, Oh my God, like that's so interesting because I've never in any of the other times, like I can tell you about, okay, Johnson getting subbed in right as the, the buzzer is about to sound in the gold, uh, the, 
Soviet game. Like I had never noticed that before, but it is such a beautiful and like perfectly crafted scene as well. And that's obviously so important because if they don't win that or if they don't win that game, um, it doesn't set up the way that it does to make the metal round and all of those things. But I had never caught that before. Yeah. There's so many small little intricacies like Caroline, you have a great future ahead of you and rewatching this movie and getting to experience. Oh, it's so good to rewatch so many times. You're going to, cause you'll know all the, all the player characters better. Caroline, you're muted. Yep. You're muted. Have you ever been on zoom before? This is my first time I had to clear. I coughed and I muted myself and then I got, I forgot to unmute myself. Um, yeah, I, that was probably my only thing is I did struggle sometimes. Where I'm like, which guy was that? Because there's a lot of like what felt like similar sounding names. And knowing literally the only one that I really stood out, like I knew the Eruzioni, like that I knew he had the big goal in the moment and like all that stuff. So the, obviously that one's like memorable, but um, there was a few times where I was like, a lot of these guys look the same. Um, do. I'm glad you haven't taken a shot with any of the character names, though. You, you <laughs> learned your lesson after the Wayne Grow incident. Nope. I know my boy <laughs> Jimmy Craig, <laughs> my sweet, sweet hero tag from Friends. I will say it took me a hot second to place him because I was like, obviously, this guy looks super familiar. Um, and yeah. there was another thing that I was like, was he in such and such? And I was like, oh, it's Tag. He, he was also in Sex and the City. I think that was in an episode where Carrie was dating him. He was young and he was like bisexual. Yes, that's what it was. Okay. Yes. So I didn't watch, uh, I didn't watch any of friends until I started dating Jacqueline. So when I saw him and friends, I was like, Oh, that's Jim Craig. So I I actually, I checked the years too. Like friends was obviously like three years before. So like, I was like, that's where my brain was. Yeah. Um, but he was, he's so good. He is so good. He was outstanding. Why didn't he, why wasn't he in more stuff? We didn't talk about this, uh, when, when Herb goes up to ask him why he didn't take the test. And And then then when they're walking out the speech, my dad, he's got nothing. Like my mom, you know, this, this team was a dream. You know, my mom wanted this like "Mm, buddy Mm, near tears. And then, and then the, I wanted the guy in the goal who wouldn't take the test. Like, Oh, like there's, it's, and again, I get it's a Disney movie, but like, God, the storytelling was just so good in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really, again, I I keep saying like other sports movies don't do this, but like the relationship between Craig's relationship with Herb is a little more combative and a little bit more like man to man than a, like a lot of sports movies are just like coach, you know, coaches up here is a disciplinarian. And like when he talks to a kid, it's like talking to a child and he like Herb treats these guys like grown men, which is how a coach treats college athletes for the most part. He um, uh, it's, it's really authentic. He, Jim Craig is in his office when he brings in Craig and then the Coneheads. And like, that was a little thing, but I was like, oh, so he clearly like would go into his office and mm. they would just like talk about life, um, which again, yeah, is very real. And also like, I think that is so in college, sometimes that happens. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you still have like the draconian, like boss man, Bobby Knight type figure. Um, but yeah, I think oh, they just, they nailed a lot of those little intricacies about like a coach and a player. Yeah. Yeah. Is uh his best quote in this movie? I think it's just between two. It's between the Mikey Ruzioni one or do you believe in miracles? I would give it to who do you play for the United States of America? Because do you believe in miracles was real life? This was yeah. a line that they created for the movie. That's a good point. Sold. I would too. 
Yeah. I would too. I think we can skip over most athletic moment because it's like all yeah, the hockey. It? Yeah, all, yeah, all the, the hockey. hockey. Very, Jimmy Craig getting good. 36 saves in the champion in those in the Dude, game. Yeah. Yeah. His his Not fucking uh extra was was putting in the work. That guy was flopping believe, all over the ice. I cannot believe that in, in 19, well, 1980, I guess, those goalie masks. I had the same thought. I was like, can you imagine and that flimsy. this like, like hard plastic thing was the only thing protecting you? How did they see anything? Also, like, so the, the, um, the, the glass on the side of the hockey rink is so low. So when they're celebrating against the boards, like the fans can just reach over and touch their heads. Like it, the, the, the safety's from like 1980 was wild there was wild. yeah zero regulations yeah yeah um okay the lenny harris pinch hitter award for best supporting character Ooh, like we're gonna all. have to we're gonna have to draw a line obviously herb is in it too much who else is in it too much i think craig i, I would say craig i would say probably oc oc and rizzioni and rizzioni um when you say Craig, you mean the goalie or no, the Jim assistant? Craig. Sorry, the assistant coach. Oh, Jim I would Craig. I would say Jim Craig is oh, in it too all much. of I think all of them, but I think the assistant coach. I would say the doctor's not. Um, I liked him actually. He was really good. <laughs> Big fan. Um, I, I like him shoot. pleading with Herb during the Herbies. This is going on long enough. <laughs> um, he Did might be. He might be. Um, I mean, so, honestly, the scene wise, of. Player, the players, uh, is it McCa- who's the one who McClanahan? McClanahan, we haven't talked yet about her. I am a football player, I am a football player. No, he's a hockey player. Damn it, why did I say it? I am a hockey player, I am a hockey player. Like that, I think he might get it because I love that scene. You know what? Put your street clothes on because I got no time for quitters. Come on, Herb, nobody's quitting here. You worry about your own game, plenty there to keep you busy. Bruise on the leg is a hell of a long way from the heart, you candy ass. What'd you call me? You heard me. You want me to play, huh? Is that what you want? I want you to be a hockey player. I am a hockey player. You want me to play on one leg? Huh? I'll play on one leg. That'll get him going. Was that? Okay, sorry, help me. Was he the one that got hurt? Yeah, he's He's the one one who has the the, the contusion. And the doctor's like, he's done for the night. Yeah. But he says, and then Herbie's and Herb says, would it get worse? And like, cause right. they're playing, it's like tied. And then he's like, oh, you know, you're a candy ass, whatever. Yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. Like, I am it. a hockey player. I am and he's a like, you want me to play on one leg? That guy. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. He was good. The problem is if you, the, all the other people you named are the characters, like the players that I know the names of. So I'm like lost <laughs> after that, like drop off. Well, you could say Cox. He was the one who got cut. He, he was like, really yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, Mark Johnson is the one who scores. He scores two goals in the game. And then he is the, we're a family. And I think that's one of the only lines you hear him say besides his name and who he plays for. The actual Johnson was like a big advisor on the movie because he's like a, he was like a women's hockey coach. In West well, in Wisconsin, he was he the only be. one, only one listed that wasn't in finance. <laughs> there were a lot in finance, and one of them was like still going for their BA in finance or something. Yeah. The thing is, a lot of these guys played in the NHL. They just didn't say that at the at the end credits. Like a lot of these guys did play pro hockey. Something I saw in the trivia actually, Mark Johnson got cut from the 1976 team by his own dad, was the head coach in the 19. 19- That's a story that like I saw it right before we started recording, so I didn't have time to dive in. But I definitely would like to dive in and, and look look into more of that. So the uh, so Mark Johnson 
is the women's ice hockey coach at the University of Wisconsin. Like, is he that still is there? Still, yeah, that is still what he does. How? Dude, That's I would, wild. Like in his sixties. Uh, he yeah, he's he's uh sixty six, and. I would like hate that metal just... so prominently in my office, and that shit would be everywhere. I would have jerseys. For he coached coached the U.S. Uh, women's team in 2010 in Vancouver, and they won silver. But like, isn't that just like that's wild to me that he has done that? Like he like, God, and he's coached for so long. But so like, I I I thought I like always love watching through the credits. A great credit song in this movie and then b i just like love to see what they're all doing even though now it's been 20 years and they're all doing like crazy or other things and i think some of them have actually passed away um but mm-hmm. it's like yeah it's like I, the, uh, this stuff always gets me it's like the end usually war movies or documentaries like, like what they're the last yeah. band of brothers episode kills mm-hmm. me every single time because it's like so-and-so went home and got married and worked as an iron worker for 40 years before you know or like the what was it gettysburg where it was like joshua chamberlain went home to like teach until he died of his wounds 40 years later yeah. it's just one of those like those things always get i love a this was a real person this is what they're doing now but it inevitably this was i saw this somewhere something i watched recently had the same thing where it was like the person um who it was herbie um her, he passed her, like, yeah, her you, were, packed after they were filming, filming whatever and yeah that's, like, it ruins me i know I so sad I know. well okay mark johnson is a success story okay he's still coaching at the university yeah, no, of true. wisconsin he started there in 20 2002 and he has won seven national championships so there we go we have yeah. one we have one success story and that. women's hockey yeah. love that well and a lot of times they are happy things where it's like they got married and lived for 70 more years and like whatever. well they're also not that old again like yeah because they were all like 20 were 20 and yeah. a, a lot of these guys cl- have cleaned up on the speaker circuit too like mike ruzio good for them yes. yeah good get that them. win that capitalism folks um defend the villain I guess um, you asked Soviet, us to defend the Soviet Union. Defend the Soviet, <laughs> Caroline. Defend the Soviet Union for me. <laughs> They're a hockey team too. They've you're got a, a you're a comrade, Caroline. What are you? <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. I will say the guy who plays Boris Mikhailov is just like I don't know what the so real one looks like, but seems like perfect casting. Like he's the perfect kind of so, but he's not like. Again, they didn't really like overdo it. Like they're not all hulking. You know, they're just like, they're older guys. They've been doing this for a while. There was a great documentary and I can't remember the name. It wasn't a 30 for 30. It might've been an HBO doc about this team, about this Soviet team and the stuff they were going through. They, this game was not as big a deal to them as it was to us. They were all like pissed at the coach and I think pissed at the Soviet union for something, but it's about, it was about like 1980s Soviet hockey and stuff and how those guys eventually as the Soviet union started to fall apart, eventually started to be able to come play in America um god damn i wish i i wish i could remember but uh um, good documentary for anyone who wants to google documentary about uh soviet hockey players I, and i don't think that this movie asks us to defend the villain um it just i think asks us to have a little sympathy for the level of shock of being the greatest in the sport for 15 20 years and then not knowing what to do especially for a team that you just beat 10 to three handily and just kind of freaking out confronting essentially your own mortality. But like, I think they do a great job with that 
with the actors, with the coach, um, with all of that. I think there's, there's to your point, there's way better forms of media that get into like being in that pipeline, being in that culture and all of that. Um, but I think they do enough to make you feel just a little twinge of, I feel a little bad for them, like kind of confronting this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. The Peter Gallagher award for the hottest person in this movie. I think it's Jim Craig. It is a hundred percent Jim Craig. Yeah, absolutely. Tags a babe. They didn't Pretty show easy. us the Swedish women. So can't no. Yeah. that. We're just, and... just going to have to assume that the Swedish women look great. <laughs> Of the non-Jim Craig variety, um, OC's got something, right? Like, yeah. a lot of smiles. It, it was like good a, It's hockey hot. Yeah, it was good costuming because there were a bunch of guys where I was like, I wonder what he would look like with a haircut. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just going to be honest with you. that The 70s shag look is not like my thing. So my face. Not for still, you. That is still a hockey look, though. Like, they oh, all grow their yeah. hair out. Like, yeah. Now, like, as my dearly beloved like grandmother would say, she's like, I remember the first time she said this. She was talking about Tom Selleck, actually. Said she wouldn't kick him out of bed for eating crackers. Um, <laughs> so this is, I think that applies to a few people. <laughs> You're like, don't love the mustache. However. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's a pretty. Awesome. I don't know. How, 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 is Kurt Russell hot? I think he looks good. Yeah, he looks good in the movie. I think young Kurt Russell is like kind of like the height of cool, I would think. Like in, in, when he's in the thing, like young Kurt Russell was a good looking dude. Yeah, I don't think he's supposed to be hot in this. He's supposed to no. be like manicured, serious. Adult Again, the haircut's man. very 70s serious, man. Like yeah. the kind of swoop. I think uh, it's Jim. It's just Jim, Jim Craig. Yeah, There's. Jim. Yeah, he's. Yeah, he's, they're wearing to, those like undergarments. Like has some cuteness to him, mm-hmm. but he's not hot. Honestly, if you put a fair number of people in the like the undershirt with the, the big hockey pants, I'm not mad is, at it. That's how that's how hockey players get girls. <laughs> yeah, I know. This not type of it. vibe. Yeah, it's kind of like, oh, well, isn't it? It's like the, uh, it's like, it's like the equivalent of like the, the firefighter look where they have the suspenders yeah. on. But yeah, yeah, it's like the same, yeah. same vibe to it. There's in the 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 first episode of season two of Shorzy. It's a it's five of the hockey guys talking about who's the best looking guy in the in their room or something. Just Shorzy, highly recommend. Um, I, I was way too quick, into it. Quick aside, I also haven't watched that, but that is hockey culture to a T. Like the homoeroticness of a hockey team, which I actually think this movie gets because it has like a shower that's, scene and like I feel like that's, that's just sports. No, no, like, no, but it is especially <laughs> strong in hockey, I think, because of the odor of everything. <laughs> and like the showering and everything is just even more pronounced. So I thought they I think they nailed that part too. <laughs> yeah. They just nailed just about everything. Um okay, drinking game would be the best drinking game for for this movie i mean just drink out of stress during the whole miracle on ice yeah. game um every herbie anytime they say again <laughs> take a sip when they um every time you hear a boston accent every time you feel patriotic <laughs> <laughs> that i will say like i despite having something of a complicated relationship with this country just in general, like since I've gotten to adulthood, I love when I can throw on movies that are just like 
America, fuck yeah, baby. Like, let's like let's get this beer fest, Top Gun. When we oh. when we, <laughs> we shoot down, I was like, we, is this not the first thing that you're going to mention here, Top Gun? When, when we shoot down the Canadians and Top Gun, we're just, yeah. we're just, <laughs> <laughs> just, um, just no, super I think- pumped. That definitely like, yes, I agree. Um, it's like a very good, good versus evil, cold war tropes, all of that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think those would be the main things. I mean, you could come up with some fun drinking games of like whenever the doctor is on the screen or like some of the smaller characters, but no, um, I want to watch Rocky. God, I didn't think I'd ever say that. I love that movie and Creed also good. Oh, I guess we're moving towards boxing next. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you guys i mean you guys i will say and i'll tell everyone watching this the best movie to follow this up with is warrior um gavin o'connor's i'm tempted even though i have a deep i shouldn't say loathing because it's not one of those things like i'm not gonna yuck anyone's yum like if you love mma i love that for you if you love ufc love that for you if i get one more pop-up ad on my espn app for some stupid fight i'm gonna lose my shit I should like, I'm just like, please don't ever show me this stuff again. I'm never getting pay-per-view. I don't want to watch any of it. I don't care. I don't know who these people are, but this movie, plus you talking about warrior, I'm actually considering it. I don't care about MMA at all. I don't either. at all. Couldn't yeah. care less. And that movie I love with every fiber of my body. Uh, Who's in incredible. it? Right, so that- Tom Hardy is in it. Joel oh. Edgerton is in it. Oh. Uh, Nick Nolte in an Academy Award nominated performance is in it. Uh, no one saw this movie. Like right, it is. Well, this no this one is a pretty. It's a pretty good selling pitch. Yeah, yeah it's it's. I'm telling you, like it's great. It I would streaming. love for you guys to watch it so we can talk about it. It is one of my favorite movies. I love it so much. Is it streaming? I could look it up, but yeah. I why don't we? Ha- do, why don't we do it. this after we? Yeah, let's let's do this after. <laughs> oh no, uh, okay. I'm gonna Google it now. <laughs> Best time, worst time. <laughs> Best time, USA, USA, US, <laughs> us, America. Worst time, mm-hmm. the USSR. <laughs> um. Worst time, probably the other coach or 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 coxie who gets cut because that yeah actually excellent point um my thing was like couldn't we just couldn't we fly coxie out like couldn't he just be like a a healthy scratch you know like i think i guess because it was like roster limit they made it seem like there was absolutely no way because it was the same way they handled o'callahan's injury of like that they couldn't keep him on the roster yeah um, but i'm just but saying yeah, couldn't I mean, you bring him with you I and like agree. he's or just like, in like a nice still, usa jumpsuit can in he the... still get a medal i hope like probably not right. though it didn't sound like herb got one yeah it's like when the um like postseason pops up for college basketball and they can't bring all the walk-ons yeah, so then, like, the yeah throw behind is. the bench in the crowd is just the walk-ons like i i think it's i think for best time i mean you probably gotta go again herb brooks all-time redemption story Rizzioni almost getting yep. cut and yeah. everything and then have to, you know the go-ahead goal and um, a great celebration yeah well and then that was perfect like again because you watch all it the first time and you google and you watch all these things and they nailed all those little details yeah. that and the That's craig fun. like wrapped in the american flag looking for his dad mm-hmm. or like as an as a hockey player turned actor in 2004 who's probably old enough maybe maybe i don't know as a hockey player i'm assuming you know this story in and out to be cast and be able to replicate that moment that celebration dream what an incredible moment i love that yeah yeah you know at a great time 
the uh, woman from Texas who sent her Brooks the telegram beat those commie bastards. She probably yeah. had a great time watching them beat those commie bastards. You know what? I forgot that in my favorite scenes, Big Chill. And we haven't done Big Do we do no. we haven't done Big Chill yet? But... We're going to get into Big Chill. That's going to be... Okay. I will say This that. is the biggest of chills. Uh, Caroline, the Keith Morrison Dateline episode from Mary. I've been this saying... This is a new category. Yeah, this is going to be quick because there's not a lot to do for it, but I feel very strongly about this. It was a game for the ages, but some of the calls were suspect and got the attention of the organizing committee. Were those referees on the take? Clear slashes, clear violations, no penalties. Would someone pay? Did someone pay? Tonight on Dateline. Caroline, that's really good. Thank you. <laughs> That's really good. See, I thought this whole show, I thought that bit was like, oh, like what moment of a movie could someone have been kidnapped? I didn't it's really, it's you know, usually what it is. But it varies. I didn't know. I didn't know what was 10 Things I Hate About You one was about the mom just not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> and why wouldn't she, you know, she didn't take her pearls. Uh, it varies. It's whatever I feel in the moment. Okay. Well, yeah. that's a good one. And it, it can't be done. It can't be done without Caroline. Cause I think the last episode that you weren't on was me and Mike no. Schubert and Danny Weiser. I think we were doing pirates of the Caribbean. And I was like, I, we got to the category and I was like, I wonder if I could just call Caroline and just have her do this. <laughs> I remember you and Alex trying to get me to do it for, was it pop star too? Yes. For pop star. That would be yeah. like, I have not watched it recently enough too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, roster moves. Who would you replace with air bud? Ruzioni. <laughs> so he has the golden retriever tendencies. So does Mark Johnson, though. You yes. could see Airbot flying into the into the game and scoring the the tying goal right before the buzzer. Yes, come on, yeah. Airbot. That would be the best. Airbot, go now, and he hops he's over like, the bench. Yeah, <laughs> that's, four, I think that's he's the got one. four skates on. That's yeah, like, he'd be perfect for the Mark Johnson role. Having her Brooks as Airbud making them like do skate sprints would be where she's like <laughs> I was gonna say Air Bud he could be, is the he Soviet could be Craig. Union coach. Oh I was gonna say he could also be Craig doing the whistle. Yeah. <laughs> Again like looking Air real Bud. uncomfortable. <laughs> Air Bud <laughs> Air was like whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> the doctor. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> oh man. Okay. The big chill. This is the big chilliest movie. Yeah. There's there, so many there moments. Might be. There, there's so many. Let's let's go. Do you just want to should we go around the horn and just start saying them until we run out? Yeah. Caroline, you can start. Telegrams. I loved that so much. That's when like the tears. You're talking when they're walking out, when they're walking yes, out and tapping and the telegrams. Tapping the telegrams. Because they mentioned the telegram from the ladies like beat those commie bastards, the whole thing. And then to see when you come out and, you, and he taps one, I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, built, built, you know, like bulletin board material. Everyone loves. And then to have an, the entire wall of telegrams from, we assume, like just all fans and supporters and well wishers and like all this stuff. And they turn and then it turns into the USA chance because it's in Lake Placid. Like, it's in the, like, it's home game. Like, yeah, I'm, 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 oh, I got, I like, mm. 
lose it. I lose it. That's because they couldn't hear from the players directly in their press conferences. They had to <laughs> so write true. them telegrams. They sent their own questions. Um, okay, so obviously the, the biggest of chill moments is the pregame speech into the entire yeah. game, into the yeah. ending, yeah. her Brooks celebrating off in silence, like all of that, um, or even Orizioni's goal, and then they celebrate and they kind of stop and celebrate. Um, yeah, Orizioni, the, the I play for the United States of America. Yep, absolutely. That's a big one. Um, I like the I first think, goal I think, where OC cleans that guy's yeah, car. OC when gets he back comes in, game. I was going to say just in OC being told he's on the team. And then when he mm-hmm. gets told he's going to play small, like small chill moments, yeah, like along the way, I get goosebumps yeah. for all of those dad, dad in the stands. Yeah. yeah. That. And they're true. Jim Craig, like looking for his dad moment. Yeah. They do a great job with that. Um, yeah. all of them. But but I think the whole pregame speech, honestly, the whole Olympics, right? Because I would put the McCall- McClanahan bit into like yeah. all of that. Yeah, that's what he he does. The O'Connor does the same thing with Warrior. Is that movie is full of moments that just just make you have have the chills and like he knows how to push those emotional buttons like crazy. Like I this this movie I've is chills unreal. like five times in the movie, and I've seen it a million times. Like yeah, you just can't not. Yeah. And again, the way, because I, I got to think that they had so many, like the thought going to do the, do you believe in miracles moment? And the way they chose to do it is perfection. It's so, it's so, so good. Coming to you from the Olympic ice arena. Come on, baby. The U.S. huge underdogs. Leading the Soviet Union. Johnson over to It's just, it's so good. It's so yeah. good. So can, can you pick one? I think it's the pregame speech, right? It's either the pregame speech or the go-ahead goal into the end because, as my, again, I say, I still think the best scene is the, the, the Herbies. But, I mean, I have chills for a lot of these scenes, but it's it's the pregame speech. It's perfect. It's It's exactly what you want. It is a great moment. It is a great opportunity. They're going to be the better team. The time, this is your time. Like it doesn't get better the way he delivers it, the way it's written doesn't get better than that. I love that. Yeah. I, he could have like, I I would have loved to have seen him get an Oscar nomination for this, for this role. It's funny. I am. I think I was complaining about this in our group text during the golden globes, but like, I'm very tired of watching people who are just playing a real life person win a, win an award. I looked at this, this year of the Oscars and I think four of the nominees just played real people. It was the year that Jamie, Jamie Fox won for Ray. Uh, Johnny Depp was nominated for the, he played the guy who Jack wrote, uh, oh. no, no, for uh, finding Neverland. The guy who wrote uh, Peter Pan. Um, and then there were like two others. And then the only other one, this was the year of million dollar baby when million dollar baby took the Oscars by storm. The executable feel good sports movie. Um, and, and Clint Eastwood got nominated and I would sub this Kurt Russell performance in for Clint Eastwood. Cause this is just such a, it's a masterclass. Yeah, this I movie, would too. The movie doesn't work. Without I agree. It. 
Um, okay, last category before more of a store, prequel, sequel, or remake. I I don't no. really think the supplies. Yeah, I don't. Don't touch it. No. Yeah. Nope. Don't touch it's it for right. a while. I don't Perfection. know. I also, I don't want a prequel or a after. Like, I just want, they captured this six-month period, and that's all I want. The yeah. question I have for you guys, are there any sports moments like this that you would want captured in this way? Because I will say that anything that happened after... 1990 i don't think like because because this is really all about the game and the game action we've talked about that like getting in there anything after 1990 or so like for instance if they were going to do game six of the 1998 nba finals like we've already seen every single angle and every single picture of that like the the difference in coverage i i I noticed that too because you they show like these reporters like trying to talk into like a radio or like a microphone or whatever um, one that I think could would be interested to see, but again, it's kind of on the earlier end of this is like the 99 women's world cup, because to me, I feel like the Brandy Chastain sports bra moment is equivalent to Rizzioni and the like high knee celebration. I remember, right. And yeah, I, I don't remember anything else about that match. That would be, so that would, would actually be awesome. Cause that, that's while that team is famous and that moment is famous, that story is not as unpacked. Florence no, and like I, I, I don't know who they're playing. Yeah. Oh my God. Florence would be amazing in that. She'd be so good. But also, yeah, I mean, all of those players are relatively famous. Same out of this, right? They're all motivational speakers coming out of this. And a lot of them became pros. I think that's the only type of comparable thing. Cause I think the further you get along, just like to your point, the more media coverage there would be, or just like you could immediately go on YouTube and watch the full game. Monica Barbaro is Mia Hamm. Just, I'm, I'm knocking this out guys. I'm, I'm on it. We, uh, we could cast this. I would say you're right about the recent stuff. I would still watch the hell out of a 2004 ALCS movie. Like a Red True. Sox. Yeah. That would be, but that's the high degree of difficulty of everyone knows how yeah. that went down, right? And yeah. in 10, 15 years, I'd watch UMBC into a title, Virginia. Absolutely. Like, I'm sure you would. I would. I know Kyle would too. It's like the first thing on his list. Um, He'd watch the first half of the UMBC part. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because it is when it happened legitimately this is the problem with stuff like in sports sometimes and the problem is like a loose term for problem is there are things that happen that you legitimately think throughout if this was a movie people would send it back like that was Mm -hmm. how it felt covering that virginia run 2018 into 2019 like yeah that team like especially because i think people forget because of the umbc thing which is understandable that virginia team went 18 and one or nine uh 17 and one in the ACC, they lost one game and it was at home to Virginia Tech on a buzzer beater. They lost by a point and they won all of their road games. They in the ACC, like they had, and they lost one other game to West Virginia. That team was like 30 and two going into the postseason when they lost to, um, to UMBC. Like that was because DeAndre Hunter got hurt. And anyway, and I think, and that one, and again, it was also like the way that that won because we all thought like a sixteen beating one would be at a buzzer beater, and it wasn't. And it was that. Yeah, the that ass, could. It was yeah, it was just an ass beating. That yeah. could be that could be one. And again, to your point, I think it would need to be enough space, right? Because yeah. 
part of what made 2004 the perfect time for this movie to come was it was a whole generation of us yes. who did not know all the details yeah. of that of that game um so i think that's a i think that's a good one and i think um you know some of these other like kind of seismic sports moments but my best i would say 1999 women's world cup um, i would yeah i think that's a great I think, I think that would be excellent that would also solve the there is a huge problem in that there are very few female-led sports movies, like movies, like big movies about female teams. As yeah. someone who just tried like, to put together a book on sports movies, it's there's just like Bend It Like Beckham, that's and it. she's yeah. the man, and that's more of a high school movie. Yeah. Um, the problem is too, though, like you could say the what was it, the Carrie Strug Olympics, mm-hmm. but there's so many other now things that have been uncovered. Yeah. I mean, maybe I, I don't like. That to me is is almost, it's just the thing. Like now there's so much more backstory that's like so sad and like dark about how that whole thing that was supposed to be, that we thought was like a feel good moment with this like incredible triumph was actually like shrouded with just awful stuff where it's kind of like, okay, well, like, you know, that, that, cause I was trying to think like, I don't think we're at a point yet for Simone Biles, but I'd watch that. <laughs> yeah. And I think we need like probably 15, 20 years for a Phelps movie. I think, I think team sports are also different than individual sports. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. those will all be great movies, but I think they'll be a little bit different. Yeah. 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 The one that I, there is a, a glaring lack of college baseball representation in sports movies. It is uh everybody wants some and summer catch. And that's about it. And uh summer, <laughs> summer catches ass. Oh, uh, we should have a separate. We should have a separate show on Summer Catch because uh, I. Yeah, let's bring let's let's, let's do, do so, that because I covered the Cape Cod baseball league for a summer, and, and I, I I love the Cape, and so Summer Catch actually just like Miracle was a movie that was covered on this show during the first year of the show when the show was also ass, much like Summer Catch. So, <laughs> is let's do it again. Let's do it again. It. But the college baseball story, and there the good thing is, friend of the program Ryan McGee wrote a book called Road to Omaha. I love and, Ryan. Uh, Let's get him yes, on. Yes, 2008, Fresno State, the greatest underdogs in uh, in college baseball history, winning the College World Series. Let's let's make it into a movie. But guys, this was great. Nicole, tell the folks where they can follow you. Yeah, um, at Nicole Auerbach, A U E R B A C H on Twitter. Nicole underscore Auerbach on Instagram. Um, but mostly like kind of you know just dealing with these guys in their group chats, annoying them constantly. So I'm around. <laughs> Caroline, uh, you can find new episodes. Season two for the water cooler is live now. As Kyle mentioned at the top of the show, we had the incomparable Spencer Hall on to talk um, hard boiled, a Kung Fu movie I'd never even heard of. Incredible stuff. Uh, so check that out anywhere you get your podcasts. We'll be uh, hitting the airwaves every Wednesday. New episodes drop and you can come check out for the win for all of your sports and pop culture needs we got a bunch of nfl postseason stuff coming up so for the water cooler has a uh a, a hotline now for people oh we do I, yeah i have been meaning to uh to, <laughs> to drop a drop in. a line yeah because some people in the fake news media have been saying that uh, mama mia might be better than social network so um <laughs> yeah call you can go we do have an instagram now for the water cooler all one word lowercase go check it out you can find our email address and our google voicemail line and you can call and leave us recommendations or feedback or challenge one of my reviews if I didn't like something that you liked, whatever it is. Send us nice things. Don't don't be mean. 
Don't be mean. And if you enjoyed this episode of Big Screen Sports, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Rate and leave a review if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash Sports, And we'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening.